0: Hey, what's up? It's da Huff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to today. Cannot wait, but real quick, if you haven't done it, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget today's show is presented to you by the amazing people over at Sugar Fire. They're located in Westminster. Just an amazing place to grab some barbecue. I'll tell you more about them in just a little bit. Like I said, we got a busy show Uh I was going to talk about something right here, but I forgot what it was going to be. Then I'm like, I'll just play this instead. This sucks, and it's horseshit, but I'm too polite to say anything, because I'm a class act. (laughs) On that note. Let's go! Let's go! And
1: now, here are the headlines.
0: (laughs) I thought this was really cool. You guys know Maury Povich. Maury, Maury, or wait, no, that was Jerry. They used to chant Jerry on the Jerry Springer show. Well, Maury Povich, his show turned out as it, I don't even know if it's still on, but all it is is, are you the father or not? Because so-and-so was cheating on somebody else. This lady banged like 10 guys. She has no idea who the father is. Hey, life is crazy. Sometimes you want to have fun, and then next thing you know, you're pregnant. So, it, that's what the show ends up being about is there's this cute little kid that has no idea who the father is and then the mom drags him onto a show and then it, you know then then Mori Povich comes out with DNA results and, and it says Travis according to the DNA report you are not the father and then the guys like celebrating and the poor kid's just sitting there like Wait, shit, we don't know who my dad is yet. Fuck. Seriously? God dang it. It's really sad. It is sad. As much as we laugh about that whole show, it's just like, you forget there's a kid involved. Poor kid's just like, why am I even here? Why did I get invited? It's just so sad. But anyway, as I drag down the the, the funny topic, Mori Povich was invited by the Denver Zoo to reveal the DNA test for their four-month-old Siska.
1: Here's Maury Povich. Now, we want to thank the Denver Zoo for everything they do. But this is really important. When it comes to the orangutan, four-month-old Siska, Barani,
0: you are the father. Woo! Yeah! (laughs) that's cool that Maury did that. Hopefully he didn't charge them an arm and a leg to do that because it's the Denver zoo. They, they need the money to help keep the animals healthy and all that good stuff. But that's pretty neat. I think it would be a neat thing to have like Maury just announce anything because you just like, you, you gotta listen. He has that, you know, uh, what is that? The Manila envelope, and then he's just like, the results are Scott, you are a dickhead. And I'm like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Todd, the results are in. You're a terrible lover. Oh, fuck. That's embarrassing. All right. <laughs> we have a list of all your former lovers, and they all said the same thing. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think that's cool that Maury did that. But I I think he should do more of that type of stuff. It's great promotion. uh, Even if his show's not on, which I should have Googled it real quick to see if it's still on or not, it probably is. But even that, even that, like if if it's not on, it's still back selling the reruns and people will watch those still. Could you imagine, real quick, kind of going back to the beginning of how I started this? Could you imagine if you're watching TV and you're like, oh, shit, that's, that's me on TV. And that's mom. Huh. Who are those guys? There's like 10 of them. Could you imagine that? That'd be so embarrassing to see something like that. Be like, oh, my God. It, like everybody's that guy's celebrating, that guy's celebrating because they're not my father. Oh, there's dad. Oh, he's sad. <laughs> he's sad. He's mad. Oh, that'd be a horrible way to find something out. But it would be nice to see if it was flipped around where the guy was, if he was happy and you saw that as a kid, you'd be like, oh, OK, now I've just ruined Mori Povich for you. I have ruined that show for you. Assuming that you liked it from the get go. If you're like a hardcore mori fan, I, I, I question you. I question you. I do. I do. NASA on Monday, just a few days ago, it announced it had used a state-of-the-art laser communication system on a spaceship 19 million miles away, which, if you're over in the UK, 31 million kilometers away from, from Earth, to send a high-definition cat video. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at least they didn't have like some, some dork on there. I say, I say dork. But uh, at least they didn't have somebody like that on there uh, trying to explain what was going on. Be like, hi, this is Kyle, and I'm a big-time supporter of lasers. Shut the fuck up, Kyle! (laughs) Just put a fucking cat on there. Nobody cares about Kyle. So the 15-second video is featuring an orange tabby named Taters. And is the first to be streamed from deep space. And demonstrates it's possible to transmit the higher data rate communications needed to support complex miss- missions such as sending humans to Mars. So it's not like they're just like fucking around and be like, "Hey, who wants to uh, laser beam a cat video from deep space back to Earth?" Ooh, I do. Here's a cat video. Let's send it over, and then have it sent it back. It'd be great. <laughs> no, no. So the video was beamed to Earth using the laser transceiver on the Psyche probe, which is journeying, 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 Jer- uh, it's making the trip to the main asteroid belt between, between Mars and Jupiter to explore a mysterious metal-rich object, probably an alien spacecraft. That's all I know. Maybe they they're going to intercept the CAP video. And they're going to be like, ooh, these things are cute and adorable. Let's not destroy Earth. When it sent the video, the spaceship was 80 times the distance between Earth and the moon. Wow, that, that really tells you how far away that is. The Ultra HD video took 101 seconds to send to Earth at the system's maximum bit rate of 267 megabytes per second. By the way, that's faster than most, most, but not all, home broadband connections so it's not like it's like this unheard of speed so that's that's interesting but it also made me start thinking about like what if the video like kind of got mixed up or or actually like imagine like they're trying to shoot nasa's trying to shoot the video of of this cat so they can you know have fun with it people are gonna it's gonna go viral guys it's adorable Now, let somebody bring in uh, taters, the cat. Put him on a couch, and it'll be fun. It'll be adorable. Okay, ready? Set him on there. Where is he? Where the fuck is taters? Oh, my God. Okay, we've been waiting here for like five minutes trying to get him. Somebody just get his food and shake his food. Ding, ding. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. Hey, that works. I got to be honest. That does work shake the food i was up camping once at not necessarily camping we were at at a cabin and we brought our dog at the time and he was like a dot in the distance because he was just it was wide open spaces we were on about 80 acres of land and we're like shit where is he kind of see i think that's him way out there he can't hear us so I get a bowl of his food and just start shaking it, and all of a sudden you see the dot just slowly get bigger, 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 bigger. Then all of a sudden he's just tearing up, tearing up the hill, and he's like, "Woo! I'm fucking hungry, Daddy, feed me!" <laughs> and that's what cats do too. So I that hey NASA, next time you do it, if you're having trouble, just just shake the bowl like Doctor Evil did. Or could you imagine they're trying to shoot the video? They finally get the cat up there. Taters just get there. He's beautiful, cute cat. And then, all right, guys, let's start rolling in. Five, four, three, two. And then all of a sudden, the cat just whips up its leg and just starts licking himself. <laughs> it's like... And then all of a sudden, it stops and stares at the camera with its devil eyes. <laughs> Have you seen those? Where it's just like... They're, they just, like chomped on a whole bunch of catnip and they just can't wait to rip your soul from your body (laughs) cats man sometimes cats are freaking adorable but sometimes you swear to god they're spawns of satan swear it's usually when they're high on catnip though (laughs) it is it is it's adorable oh look at him he's high I'll give him a nice pat oh god he sliced my arm open I don't know how many times. My daughter was showing me her arm like a week or two ago. I'm like, what the heck happened to your arm? And she's like, Gary, I was petting him. And then he just started getting too excited and just was like, <coughs> clawed up her arm. <laughs> Fucking psycho cats, man. I told her, I was like, you really have to pay attention to cats. They get, they, as soon as their like ears start to fold back, like if you're petting them, just stop petting them. Because they're, they're. They're pissed about something. They're they're moody. They're moody little fuckers. Adorable, but moody. Moody. Hey, we got more coming your way, but first, Sugar Fire in Westminster, it's legit barbecue. I tell you all the time about it, and every time I'm in there at Sugar Fire, which is a lot, every time I'm in there and there's people that maybe try it for the first time, they're just like, oh my God, this is so beautiful that is like a common word to describe sugar fire in Westminster is beautiful or, or so delicious type of thing because it is, it's just so good. And part of that is it's a chef driven restaurant. They're all about enhancing the flavors and enhancing the experience for you, the customer chef Clint and his crew are diehard about, about the experience of, great flavors so you got to check them out and you should follow them on social media at sugar fire westy chef clint and his crew always post the daily specials and it's it's a fun follow because you follow them and you're like ooh, that sounds great so they'll they'll show a picture of what the main entree special is but they tell you everything that's in it then they also show you all this uh, all the sides the amazing sides they have that you can add with your entree. It's good. It's it's I'm a food nerd. I love good food and it's this is a perfect example of it. Sugar Fire in Westminster. Not only amazing entrees, amazing sides, even sauces. Just a great place to go. Bring your family, go on a date night, doesn't matter. Great place. 144th and Orchard Parkway in Westminster. It's on the south side of 144th right next to Snooze. It's, it's very easy to see. Go check them out. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. If you live in Colorado, you need to pay attention to this. And, and, and really, to be honest, anywhere you live, if you're going to visit Colorado or this might be happening to your state soon. Beginning on January 1st, 2024, Colorado stores and retail food establishments places like large chain grocery stores and convenience stores will be prohibited from providing single use plastic carry-out bags to customers because all of this, this all of 2023, you could still get the plastic bag. You just had to pay extra for it. Well, as of January 1st, you're not allowed. If you're a big chain, you're not allowed to use those at all. So, on or after january 1st 2024 a store in colorado may furnish only a recycled paper carryout bag to a customer at the point of sale at a fee of 10 cents per bag what we were paying for before or or a higher fee imposed by the municipality or county in which the store is located however the law says restaurants and small stores that operate solely in Colorado and have three or fewer locations are exempt from the ban. So be ready for that. I'm horrible at bringing in my uh, my cloth bags. I always forget. But that being said, I use the plastic bags for picking up dog poop and stuff. And I use those bags for the little trash cans, like it, Now I'm what am I going to do? Come on. Come on. Now I got to go buy bags. (laughs) I'm still going to be using plastic bags. It's really going to be an interesting thing on on that. Like, I don't know how I got to rethink how I pick up dog poop. It's so bizarre, so weird, but true. Then I also got to think, how am I going to get small, tiny bags for those trash cans? I know it's first world problems. This is where it's like we all know that like like uh, hemp is biodegradable, all that stuff. It's made from marijuana, essentially. So why can't we start using that? Somebody needs to start manufacturing that shit and just say hemp bags and perfect for picking up dog poop and picking up (laughs) or using it in your your. Your bathroom trash cans. I'm sorry. It's just, it's such a little thing that's going to be very freaking annoying for a lot of us. I get it. We don't want plastic bags everywhere because they just, they're, the fact that they're one use is, is annoying because it's, it is such a waste. But if, if at least if you had like a single use, like a hemp bag or something like that. Uh, if, if they can make it thin enough, because you don't want something to like uber thick. But if you could have something like that, that will disintegrate will break down within a, a couple years. Why not use that? Why not? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Jesus. Tough. We need your scientific, uh, you know, thoughts on this. How's it gonna work? <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys asked. What we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna you know profit off the 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 the, the uh, <laughs> marijuana companies that are already growing weed and then just have their byproduct the hemp and then have them use you make bags. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like why not? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't. But I feel like if you are a marijuana grower, maybe you should start looking into that as a, if you do have byproduct, the the product that you're not using, well, could you use it? Could you sell it to a company? And I'm sure they probably already do, but sell it to a company that's going to start making stuff like that. I think that somebody needs to, I have a hat somewhere that is made out of hemp and you would never know. I got it from Veritas the the marijuana company here in Colorado. And you would never know. You would never know. It's like legit. So there's like so many uses that you can use for them. L- listen to me. I sound like a like a pothead that's just like really, we need to change the laws. Get hemp everywhere. No, we won't. It'll take us a while. T.J. Hushmanzada, Zada excuse me, was on with Colin Cowherd, Talking about the Russell Wilson, Sean Payton spat.
1: I've never seen a head coach on the sideline go off on a quarterback did, like did, that. Did, did Ditka go after somebody or Buddy? I mean, it feels like I, I saw mean, it in the 70s. But Mike Ditka was kind of crazy. Yeah, 80s. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, that, But like in today's game, the way quarterbacks are coddled, they all grow up in this seven on seven circuit. Um, That gets their butt kissed. Pete Carroll coddled. Russell Wilson, that's what made the guys on the defensive side of the ball mad in Seattle. They got mad. And so now you go to Denver and you got coddled with Hackett. And to have this happen, and Russell had to have been wrong because he literally just took it like a child. Like, you got to be careful who you do that with if you're a coach. You do that to the wrong guys, game or no game, it's going to end. I played with some guys, the coach wouldn't yell at them because they were scared. Like, we cutting, we got to hire security type of thing. That's a true story. We cut a guy. They hired security. They were scared of him. I just never seen a head coach attack a quarterback like that. Never in practice, let alone a game for everybody to see. And so to me, that shows me Sean Payton is fed up. I I can't see Russell Wilson lasting much longer in Denver. I I don't see it because he's literally taking it like a child, and he felt like, oh, what can I do? What can I say? I've never seen anything like it.
0: That's interesting he says that. He must listen to this show. <laughs> I'm guessing he doesn't. But that's kind of what I was saying the other day. I was just like, he's, he's sitting there taking it, and you, it makes you wonder, Did he, he maybe he did do something wrong. We just don't know what it is. And again, it's none of our business, essentially. But yeah, the way he took it, you're, it's almost like, yeah, fuck. You got to own up to it. I mean, he didn't say anything at all. There was no body language that made him made it look like that Russell Wilson was disagreeing with whatever Sean Payton was saying. Now Sean Payton came out, I believe, it was yesterday, saying that uh, him and Russell Wilson are on good terms. Okay, but going back to what T.J. Hushmanzada just said is that it kind of goes what. I think it was Mary Ann yesterday asked me, she's like, do you see Russell Wilson being a Denver Broncos quarterback next year? And I kind of go back and forth on that. But I have been saying for the longest time this season, the Broncos will probably find a way to get rid of Russell Wilson. And this latest spat, if TJ's right, I mean, it kind of, you know, the writings on the wall and, you know, he kind of, you know, revealed his hand a little bit as far as Sean Payton goes that, you know, he's kind of tired of Russell Wilson and he's not going to sit there and treat him like a little baby. And I respect Sean Payton a lot for that. I also respect Russell Wilson for not lashing out and just, if he screwed something up, he sat there and he took it. Whether he learns from it or not, that's another thing, but the writing does seem to be on the wall that there's trouble in paradise between those two, between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, and if you listen to what TJ houshman says, it, it's a lot like what I was saying, that they're going to find a way to get rid of him, and the fact that Sean Payton just ripped Russell Wilson a new asshole in front of everybody. In front of the, the the world on TV. I mean, it tells you that there's something big. Something big happened. And we don't know what it is. But obviously, Russell is... I know Sean Payton says they're on good terms. But the way he was r- ripping them, I'm guessing they're not... And coming from a former player, TJ, it, it makes you go, okay, okay, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe they are going to let him go. And makes, makes me, in a way, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I predicted that. I've been saying that all along. And I hate to say that they, they, the part of me that is torn on that decision is my Bronco fan side of me. Because the Bronco fan in me is like, shit, man. Yes, I want to win, but I don't I don't want to start over. I am so tired of the QB carousel. Yeah, let's say they get rid of Russell Wilson. Then what? You're starting over. You're rolling the dice again. And to be honest, I'd rather them get a young guy than an older guy. I know that worked out well with Peyton Manning. But I don't see another high-level guy being available to come over to the Denver Broncos that's been around for a, a while. I don't see it. So that's where you go and look at the draft and be like, is there somebody elite enough to come in there for the Denver Broncos and lead the team? Keep in mind, the Broncos have been winning as of late, their, their draft pick, not very high, which tells me that if they do get rid of them, they would just wait for draft day or maybe you know trade higher up and use Russell Wilson as part of a draft package, trade package, whatever that may be. I was saying the other day, a second or a third, as far as value and maybe, maybe something else, but his value isn't as high as it used to be. So it'd be very interesting to see how that would work. Whatever happens the rest of this season. I mean, obviously I I don't foresee the Broncos causing some damage in the playoffs. Hell, we don't even know if the Broncos are going to make it to the playoffs. Well, let's say they make it to the playoffs, but it's one and done. The off is gonna be very chaotic and very exciting because you're gonna be sitting there going, Oh, uh who's gonna are they gonna get rid of them? Are they gonna somehow do something in the draft? I I I gotta be honest, I'll ask you if you're a Bronco fan, or even if you're borderline Bronco fan. If they don't get rid of Russell Wilson this offseason and they start next season with Russell Wilson, does that make you happy or does it make you angry? Do you want Russell Wilson to be your quarterback going into next season? If you're not a Bronco fan, would you want Russell Wilson to lead your franchise? I mean, he's a good guy. But ultimately, he hasn't been winning enough games for me to dig my heels in on him and say, oh, we can't get rid of him. And I don't know how much of that is the environment from last year and the transition into this year. And part of me is just like, well, give him another chance. But then I'm like, are we going to waste another year as a as Broncos country? It's a very interesting conversation to have. If, if the Broncos can get a high draft pick in exchange for Russell Wilson and God knows what else, I, and they use that draft pick to get an elite quarterback, I guess I'd be fine with that. But I'm still freaking nervous as that with that. Would I be happy if Russell Wilson was the quarterback going into next season? Uh, yes, but I'd be very hesitant, and there'd be extreme pressure on Russell Wilson. Be like, you're either really freaking good this season, or you're done, and we'll bench your ass halfway through. So while he has shown a lot of improvement this this year compared to last and I'm glad he has, has he made enough improvements for the franchise to go, this is our guy. we we got to stick with him. I I don't know. God, it's such an interesting thing. Like, if he lights it up these last three games and then the Broncos make it to the playoffs, I think all this, should we get rid of Russell or should we keep him, is kind of going to fade away. I say if they're one and done, that they're probably going to get rid of him. It really depends on the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell. So, in which we don't know. I, and, and I'm, I feel like I, I'm a ping pong. <laughs> I'm just going back and forth. I'm, my brain can't handle the possibilities. I think for you to full on say that he's not going to be here next year, or he is going to be here next year, is I don't I you just can't say that because there's still a lot of potential for it to go the, for the scale to tip one way or the other. But if I were to put money on it. And you know me, I'm a cheap bastard. If I were to put money on this, I would lean on that he's not here next year. Okay? That's what I'm I'm leaning towards. I know I'm hemming and hawing and going back and forth, and I'm not giving you a definitive answer. That's because I'm thinking about it logically. I'm not just somebody out here just guns a-blazing be like, I'm a shock jock. Pew, pew, pew. Fuck Russell Wilson, man. (laughs) No, I don't want to do that. I would like him to stay. Stability is very important in any industry, especially football. So I would like it if, we had the continuity going into next season of the offense is very mildly changed. Obviously, we they, the Broncos need to be upgraded on the offensive line a little bit. And then a few pieces here and there all, all around. But it, that quarterback is such a, a a critical piece to the puzzle. And, and if they go and draft somebody, the, the likelihood of that person coming in and just lighten things on fire their first season isn't very likely. It's possible, but it's not very likely. So that's that's where I'm torn. But I guess if I had to put money on it, I would say, slide the money over, Russ isn't going to be here next year. Ugh. It's gross to think about. Because after so many years of covering the Denver Broncos, and dealing with the constant turnover at the quarterback position to do it again is disgusting feeling. But that being said, if Russ isn't doing it, you got you have to. You have to. And if there's not a good relationship between the head coach and the quarterback, that's a problem. If Russ isn't learning from his mistakes, that's a problem. So when you add that to the equation, and there's a lot of stuff out there that we don't know, only a select few people actually do know. So if there's there if there's a lot of hidden trauma, a lot of hidden chaos that we can't see, even though we did see the, the carnage that happened the other day in Detroit, if, if there's a lot more that we can't see, we're only seeing the surface, yeah. I mean, why would they keep them? Unless they go on a couples retreat. If that might be what needs to happen with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. They need to go on a couples retreat. You know, go to some sandy beach, sparkling blue water. Very clear. Very clear. Drink some mimosas. Okay? Get some mimosas on the beach. They just put sunscreen on each other. Got to be safe. Got to be safe. And then they just, you know, toss the football on the beach. And and then they'll do trust falls. That's always fun. (laughs) That's always fun. Who do you trust more to catch you? Russell Wilson or Sean Payton? I'm going to go with Russell. I don't know if Sean can, can handle my load. Okay? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know, you let me know your thoughts on the whole Denver Broncos situation. It, it's pretty crazy. And actually, if you're a non-Bronco fan, I'd love to hear your thoughts too because as an outsider, how do you see it? And what, how would you handle it? So you're not emotionally tied to the franchise. Whereas like that's, that's the constant debate I have within myself is I'm a Bronco fan. I don't want to start over again. But maybe they need to to achieve success. Are you calling the Russell Wilson experiment a failure? I don't, I don't want to do that. It's so deflating to say that. And I don't
1: I don't want to.
0: But anyway, if you give me your thoughts, Huff podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on my socials at DeHuffPodcast. podcast. You guys are amazing. Have a wonderful day. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go check them out, 144th and Orchard Parkway. It's to Huff on Censored. Have an amazing day. Let's continue to move forward. I'll talk to you next time.